0: ish okay right maybe 718 but it's that there or thereabouts it's in the 7 o'clock area it's in the environ of 7 o'clock some would say it's 18 minutes past and who am i to question that but uh, anyway it's what it is it's here it's now i is here Jonathan Stiano, plastic surgeon to the stars. I have got a list of questions which have been uh, um, pre-asked. If you have any questions, then feel free to ask it live here and now. I'm very happy to field questions on the area of the uh, plastic surgery. I'll be very happy to have a bash at uh, helping out if you've got a question or a query about anything. Um if you don't mind, I'm gonna kick off with uh question one. So question one is this I have on the sides of my boobs funny bits of loose skin that hangs over the side of the bra. Is this because of my brachioplasty compression or just more empty skin? Will this be fixed with a breast uplift or will it be, or will be it will it be, uh, really be there after I stop wearing compression, right? Oh, my lord, my plastic bands have come off. So, I think I know what you're talking about. The first thing I would say is if something has come up after wearing a compression garment for um, for a brachioplasty, the first thing is like wait until you wait, stop wearing your compression garment and see how it goes because if it's just come up. After wearing a compression garment uh, for your brachioplasty, then it might go just as quickly as it's come. So that's the answer in specifically in terms of the brachioplasty compression. But to widen it up to say, I think I know what you're talking about with this skin, the skin that goes over your bra, um, the laterally lateral to the breast. Uh, that's not uncommon for, 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 for people to have that bit of, uh, skin and the overhang. And that's, that's something that uh, people often talk about and ask about. And there's a couple of issues with it. The number one issue is probably the easiest way to deal with it. If it's not much is with liposuction. So liposuction can, um, Help to get rid of some of that fullness that goes over the bra strap. Now, it's important to have a look at how it looks without a bra on, because when you have a bra on, uh, especially if the bra is tight, then that causes a bulge. That's normal. And so, when we're doing surgery, obviously, you're not going to have a bra on, and we want to make it look good when you don't have a bra on. So, if it looks okay when you don't have a bra on, Then I would question whether you should be having anything done to it at all, because if it only appears when you put that bra on, we don't want you to look good when you've got a bra on so you don't have the bulge, because then when you take the bra off, you'll have a dent. Does that make sense? So if you take, if you haven't got a bulge at rest, if it looks normal at rest and the bulge only appears when you've got a bra on, it might be the band of your bras a bit tight, you know, do you need a wider band or to be honest with you everyone's got a bit you know it's like a belt you know when you've got a belt you've got a bit of an overhang over the belt especially if the belt's tight gives you more of an overhang but if you start liposucking it so you don't have an overhang then when you take the belt off you'll have a dent so that's the number one point i'm going to make um there was other points i was going to make which were oh yes specifically will it get rid of it with a breast lift no Perhaps I should have answered that bit first. No, a breast lift will not address that side bit here, the side bit. So, a breast lift, you got to think how, where, what you can get to when you're doing the surgery. You can only get to the front, you know, the breast, the bit on the front. You can't get to the side. You can't get to that lateral chest wall. So, you, you, as I say, you can combine a breast lift with liposuction, um, but you can't directly access that bit when you're having a breast lift. So, that won't be helped. If it's bad, if there's a lot of skin there, now that's really a massive weight loss patient who have a lot of skin there, you can then also do excisional surgery, so so cutting it out, which can be combined with a breast lift, can be combined with an arm lift, um, just extending the scar across to to tighten that skin, to to cut that skin out, but it becomes more scarring and and um you know all the issues with taking scarring and, and complications of um wound healing etc so it's it's not common to need that bit addressed it's certainly not common to need to have it excised except someone who's had a massive weight loss The probably the the most common thing is is a bit of liposuction just to help empty out that uh, fullness but as i say it's got to be there when you take your bra off if it's not there when you take your bra off i'd be saying look you know what maybe the bra is a bit tight or maybe it's just what it is and you you know you've got you know you're gonna have a bit of you know, a bit of overhang there when you put a bra on because um, if, you know, we have got to contour it and make you look good at rest without a bra on. The chat is going crazy. It's gone mental since I've been talking. Roxana says hello. Khan says hello. Everyone's saying hello. Amanda, glad I made it this week. If I had my BA surgery in April, do you think I'll be okay to go on holiday middle of June? April, May, June. Oh God, that's six weeks, Amanda. Surgery in April. I assume you have it at the beginning of April. I think that's pushing it, Amanda. I think you might be okay, um, but I think that's pushing it. I think six—that you know, six weeks is going to be. That's going to be minimum. Of six weeks could be less than six weeks. Um, what I normally think of is, you know, this sort of surgery is quite big surgery, and it's quite a major life event. So ideally, you'd want to give yourself a bit more time to recover. Ideally. Now, you might be fine at six weeks. You're probably still going to be a bit uncomfortable. You're probably still going to be a bit swollen. The shape's probably not going to be quite there. The scars are going to be a bit red. So if you are going on holiday and you've got to carry bags and things, it's going to be uncomfortable. So I would say just give yourself a bit more time. You know, if you push it and say, look, my life is so busy. I have to have it that time. And, you know, I've got to have it that time. Six weeks is probably about the minimum you would want to wait before doing that sort of thing but um there is no maximum so ideally a couple of months you know two or three months just to let it all settle down a bit more and let it settle a bit better so i would probably wait a bit longer if you can amanda would be what i would be thinking if i was you either have it done after your holiday in june or maybe have it done earlier than april if you can that's my view um so yeah um Thank you, Amanda, for a live question. Loving the live questions, but I'm also loving the preordained questions. Equal love for both types of questions. I am uh, very grateful for uh, any um, interaction and cool. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for asking the question. So do you use staples with a thigh lift? I'm not sure if this is the you, the sort of the sort of um, singular you, i.e. me, or or the one you know does one does sort of do do do, do people so singly you me um, I'm making any sense here. Um, no I don't personally I don't use staples with a thigh lift but staples can be used for a thigh lift um, so personally I don't use staples for skin closure for any surgery uh, the only I might you well not really, not not any surgery that I do these days, to be honest. I use, obviously, for big skin, not obviously, but big skin grafts and things. Um, you might use staples, um, but for, um, and you might use them temporarily for something. But personally, I don't really use staples for any type of skin closure. That doesn't mean they're wrong or they're bad. Some people do use staples. Um, uh, not not many plastic surgeons would do skin closure with the staples, I don't think, Um the, pr- the reason being that um, they're not very nice. They're um, difficult to take out. They're quick to put in, um, so they are. There is a good thing about them. They are quick to put in, and they do make the surgery quicker, especially for big wounds like uh, tummy, t- uh, thigh lifts, well, also tummy tucks, and you know lots of big wounds. I remember I used to work with a surgeon who did them for breast reductions. Use staples, so it is. It is a. It is a thing. Um, it's not like outside the realms of uh, of. Um, of sane practice i think it's perfectly reasonable to use them but i think they're a little bit uncomfortable to take out um it's a little bit i don't know i think most people would use a subcuticular stitch where we go underneath the skin so you can't actually see any of the stitch so the stitch holds the wound longer with staples if you're using staples in the skin you've got to think when you're taking them out because you don't want to leave them in so long they're going to give stitch marks but you don't want to take them out too quickly so the wound opens up So that is a problem with using staples something like a thigh lift, though you probably put deeper stitches in as well. But um, I think most people would use a dissolvable suture underneath the skin, which will hold it together for longer. But it's a reasonable thing to do, um, I guess, but not common practice. And um, if I always say, don't worry, I've got to think of a good strap line around this so I can say it really nicely. I'll have to go and think about that. But basically the point is don't worry so much about the technique or the technicalities of what you're having done. Worry about your surgeon. If you've got a good surgeon who's got good results, happy patients, seems like a nice person that will look after you and they use staples for a thigh lift, you know, that's okay, I guess, you know, if they've got results they can show you of thigh lifts and the scars look good and patients are happy, I wouldn't make that a deal breaker. I think you've got to worry more about the surgeon than the nuances of the technique. I think it is good to ask questions about the nuances of the technique. and I thoroughly encourage it to the extent that I do this every week. So obviously, I do encourage it. So I think it is important to ask questions. But at the same time, I think it's important not to tie up too much into the the response. Because I don't think that's going to give you a good result or a bad result, having staples or having um, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of stitch or some kind of technique is not necessarily going to be the good result and the bad result it's the surgeon that's probably going to be the most important determinant of the quality of result um after tt tummy tuck that is folks i'm sure you all know that um, why is my tummy really itchy but I can't decide where the itch is so that is very common after surgery in general and as things start to knit together it it is itchy so an itch is a sign of healing a start of sign of things knitting together so it's quite common certainly the first few months after a tummy tuck big operation like a tummy tuck is often quite itchy and what I would say to people is don't scratch don't use the nails sort of rub And ideally, sort of massage, get a bit of moisturizer, cream, and massage. Try not to scratch because you don't excoriate the skin and, you know, cause problems with, you know, damaging the skin. So try and rub rather than scratching, but it's just a sign of healing. It's not necessarily a bad thing at all. It's absolutely fine. Rub rather than scratch. Can hypermobility affect my TT result? um c- can hypermobility i.e having extra stretchy skin yeah i mean i think um uh, so if you have got sort of um diagnosed hypermobility as sort of some kind of collagen disorder Ehlers Danlos syndrome or some disorder of your skin that means you've got hypermobility then that might mean that you will potentially have more problems in terms of uh, wound healing. So it might have an effect on your, uh, on your healing. So that is something that would have to be taken into account when you're deciding whether or not to have surgery. And if you were uh, if you were being looked after by a physician for your hypermobility, it would probably be reasonable to talk to your physician about whether you would, anything you, you could do or we could do to improve the result um but uh that that's the main thing i'd be worried about is wound healing with the hypermobility um but if you have um i'm assuming you've got you require a tiny up because something has happened like uh, you've had children or you've lost weight so you've got excess abdominal skin um and so yeah i think you can have one fine But you might be at an increased risk, but it'd be really looking at what exactly your problem is. And if you have got a problem with the collagen with the skin, there may be an issue with healing. You may have a problem with healing uh, as part of the same um, uh, disease, if you like. If it's a disease of your collagen, which is part of your skin, gives your skin the elasticity, then that might have an effect on the ability of your skin, your body to heal bidet what's happening oh, God, what's happening to the chat? Oh, he's up in the chat he chat amanda cool thank you for that yeah uh well we don't need the chat because we've got a question right here people and this question needs answering okay because this is if if one person has asked this question i'm sure there's 100 people out there with the same question when can i have a tattoo on my tt scar Good question so um, and in my experience the same thing that I say differs from the thing that the tattoo people say because I normally say you can tattoo it sooner than the tattoo people. I say oh, I' ain't gonna tattoo and then the ta- they say oh, I've been to the tattoo person they said they wouldn't touch it for a year or something but I would say I'm, I'm gonna say three months I'm gonna go out there and say three months uh is when i would say you can have a tattoo on your scar a tattoo on your scar now it will be a bit hyper a bit a bit red a bit, a bit uh overly colored hyperpigmented your ta- your scar will so your scar will not be fully faded at three months um and it probably will take about a year for it to fade the scar so i don't think it's, i don't think it's unreasonable to wait a, le- yet a year but if you wanted to and you know i don't see there's any problem with having it tattooed before then personally but as I say, often people go to the tattoo people and they say, oh, I'm not touching it. So, you know, you better do what the tattoo person says. They might say it's up to the doctor. I doubt it. But, you know, if they do, um, about three months would be the earliest. But you might want to wait a bit longer for your tattoo, for your scar to fade. Because it will, you know, after a year, it'll be a lot more faded than it is now. Assuming it's less than a year now. Um so you know you might find that it fades to the degree you don't want it tattooed you know if you're getting it tattooed because you feel the scars obvious wait at least a year because it might fade and you don't actually want a tattoo because it's faded so well uh chat has kicked off anna and kerry anna what's going on anna's had two areas on my hips that are not healing and more painful than the days post-op. I now have a stoma dressing on one and the other feels like it's about to burst open and it's very hot. What would you recommend? I would recommend you work closely with your surgeon, Anna. That sounds bad. Sorry, when... Uh, and more pain from the day. So, Anna. That's carry. So, Anna, when was your surgery? How long ago was it? And I thought, does she say that? No, she doesn't. So, basically, um, I'm assuming it's a tummy tuck. Is that a fair assumption? Two areas on my hips. You often get problems... Uh, and you can often have it all healed fine and then you can get problems with bits that get painful and certainly can start discharging and things with um, the dissolvable sutures so the dissolvable sutures can often cause little inflammatory areas little spots that don't heal and can spit out suture and cause problems it sounds like you've got more than that Anna because you've got a stoma bag on so a stoma bag is a bit more than a, an infected suture a, a stoma bag suggests that you got a bit of fluid probably got a bit of fluid inside in terms of a seroma which is very common to have a bit of fluid inside a bit of, um, but often you don't notice it you know because it's inside when you have a little bit of a wound breakdown then it starts to come out and um and it can be a real problem but basically I'd work closely with your surgeon. But when this sort of thing happens normally, and and often the, 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 uh, the, the, the hole, if you like, or the, the place where the stuff is coming out, isn't too bad. And you think, why is this stuff coming out? So the stuff is coming out, not because of the hole, but because it's there. And really that hole won't heal until the stuff stops coming out. So while there's still a flow, the, the, the hole won't heal. um, so it's just a question of waiting for that to. In a in a way, it's I guess it's good that it's coming out. I don't know what's coming out. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it's um, sort of clear, like uh, yeah, straw coloured fluid coming out. Sort of. Um, uh, she's saying it's burst open and it's very hot. The one worry is is it infected? Just because you've got a stoma bag on and a discharging wound doesn't necessarily mean it's infected. But if it's hot, if it's tender, certainly if the skin's red, and certainly if the stuff coming out is not clear, um, it's usually yellowy clear colour, so you can see through it like sort of lager. But um, if it's if it's uh, thick, if it's yellowy thick like custard, then that would be more likely to suggest it's infected. So therefore, you might need antibiotics. You might even need it washed out and having theatre and things like that. So. Um, and also it depends on how you feel. If you're feeling well in yourself, um obviously you're not feeling great because you've got a bag on your, you know, on your wound. That's not great. But if you feel well rather than feeling ill, then that's a good sign. So hope you know. So the two things I would say is first of all, is it infected? Because if it's infected, then stuff, something needs to happen not you know, first of all probably antibiotics take a swab of the things this is for your doctor to sort out but uh, you know they'd probably take a swab of the of the stuff coming out or send a s- sample of it to the microbiology start you on antibiotics um potentially take you to theater if you're becoming ill with it and it's getting very uh, red and angry but if it's not red and angry if you're not feeling ill with it uh, and it's just a nuisance then it's just a question of waiting for that discharge to stop and once that discharge stops the wound will heal but it will be very frustrating. It is often frustrating because having a little tiny wound and it just continues, it discharges, but it's, it's, as I say, it's not the wounds fault. It's the stuff inside. That's, um, that's the problem. Oh God, Anna's. Oh God, here we go. She's, she's so just coming up to four weeks. Okay. That's early days. Tummy tuck, muscle repair and flanks. Okay. Watery yellow fluids. That sounds okay. Um, Olivia's here, but I'm here, but I'm not. Oh, Hi, Olivia. Um, Olivia's here, but not. Um, so, yeah, uh, Anna, that sounds like it's uh, just seroma fluid, the clear, watery, yellow fluid. Uh, and really, so it depends on if you're feeling sort of okay uh, at four weeks, it's still early days. So, um, yeah, just stick closely with your third surgeon is the main thing. Stick with your surgeon, stick with the dressing, you know, if you're getting nurse or whatever to, to help you out um because they need to keep an eye on it make sure it doesn't get infected you know and things like that so keep an eye on you but it's uh, hopefully it'll be okay and hopefully it'll be okay be strong stay positive eat well fresh fruit and veg good diet you need to get this wound healed uh eat well try and stay positive really hard i know when you've had a cosmetic operation and you're left with a stoma bag on and you think flipping out? this isn't what i signed up for i know it's hard but i'm sure it'll be fine i'm sure it will be fine Kerry. I had surgery in May. It's become apparent I have a fair bit of excess skin still. Briefly touched on a revision with PS. Plastic surgeon, that is, people. Getting to know my uh abbreviations. But I have had three seromas Would this cause the excess skin? I've gained four pounds since surgery, but I can't see that would cause such excess skin and bulge above my BB. BB. Oh belly button. All right. Abbreviations coming out of our ears here. Um Right. So the first thing, if there's a bulge above EBB, that might have been pre existing. So that might, you know, we do our best to make it as tight as we can, but it's hard to get a direct pull on the tissue above the belly button. So sometimes there is a risk that you could have some fullness in the belly button, above the belly button pre op, you know, you could have had a fullness in your upper abdomen pre op, which would have been better by the tummy tuck, but maybe didn't directly address that fullness sort of underneath your rib cage. So that is a thing. Um, three seromas will not help what what, depends what you mean by three seromas. It depends if you've had a lot of fluid and your tummy really swelled a lot, that's going to stretch the skin, but hopefully not to the degree that you need a revision, you know, it's usually not that bad. Four pounds isn't huge, but you've got to be careful with your weight. You know, you don't want to make your weight fluctuation too much because or fluctuate too much because it can have an adverse effect on the result. It can, these things can all stretch the skin. Um, but I think if the skin, but usually weight, seroma, all these things would stretch the skin in the lower abdomen. The, slow, the lower abdominal skin stretches before the upper abdominal skin. So if you've got excess skin and bulge above your belly button, I'm thinking that is probably something that was pre-existing. Um, or at least, because, you know, we, we, we or whoever, the doctor, couldn't get it pulled down and get it uh, as tight as they might have liked. And that is something that you can have liposuction on to help with that uh that does respond quite well to liposuction um we don't normally do the liposuction to that area at the time of the tummy tuck we usually wait for everything to heal and then we can do a bit of liposuction later on um but uh does it say how so how far after surgery you probably want to wait a good few months you know six months or so before thinking about that um but I, you know, I doubt it's this aroma or the weight, to be honest with you, if it's if it's above your belly button, it's probably just a bit of lax tea in the skin that they tried to pull down and make as tight as they could, but couldn't quite get that uh, as tight as maybe they would have liked. Here we go. Olivia's in. So Olivia is here. I do have a question, JJ. Five weeks post-op. I just had to lift the smallish ninety-nine what? The smallish ninety-nine year old out of a out of a car. I just had to lift lift a smallish 99-year-old out of a car. OK, my armpit is now aching. Will I have hurt myself? Oh, my god. Um, blimey, all righty. Uh, I didn't know. All right, OK, I think you need a fireman. You need a fireman for these sorts of questions, uh, Olivia. I'm not sure if I'm suited to be qualified to answer this question. Uh, will I have hurt myself? Well, have you hurt yourself, Olivia? I mean, I guess that's the, that's the question. <laughs> Have you hurt yourself? If you've if you've if you've hurt yourself, then yes, you will have hurt yourself. But if you haven't, then um, no. I mean, five you know what, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, we normally say if you're having surgery, don't you know take things easy, stuff like that for six weeks, don't know. But sometimes stuff happens, you know, you've got a ninety-nine year old, I don't know if that's a typo. You mean a nine year old? Anyway, whatever. Ninety-nine, maybe it is a ninety-nine year old. If you've got a ninety-nine year old, you've got to help them. And so you've got to do stuff and that might make things hurt and it might make things swell and it might make things uncomfortable when you do that and think, crikey, I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to take it easy, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. If um, Just take it easy from now, Olivia, and I think you'll, you'll be fine. If everything looks OK, you might have a bit of ache. Well, you have. You have got a bit of ache. So just take it easy now. I'm sure you'll be absolutely fine, Olivia, and I'm sure you haven't done any lasting damage. So, oh, Olivia says, hi. Hi, Olivia. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Um, okay. On the hypermobility question, Hypermobility question. <laughs> Loving it. Hypermobility question. I have this and I have had two breast surgeries and an emergency C-section hip to hip and healing time was not an issue. My scars were almost visible. There you go. Right. Kay's had it and she was fine. Kay's got hypermobility, and she's had multiple surgeries. She was absolutely fine. So there you go. So it's not a feta accompli that you're gonna have a wound healing problem. Um you might be fine, just like Kay was. And the scars are invisible. So um yeah, I think yeah, I I, I think that uh, hypermobility doesn't cause worse scars or anything. I don't think it's associated with scars, it's more the healing uh rather than the scarring, but okay case in point was fine it's always difficult because you can find people that's one of the problems with the internet really you get um individual people giving experience which is very very useful but sometimes people say oh i had this and it was terrible you know i had teardrop implants and it's rubbish they're rubbish teardrop implants they're awful and you know or i had whatever you know and it was awful just because that was so just because it was that doesn't mean that all teardrop implants were awful just because one person had a bad experience with the teardrop implants but it is useful so i think and i and i think what i would do Kay, is i would probably talk to the physician who so you, you you've you obviously had no problems if someone came with hypermobility, i would probably talk to their physician or ask the patient to talk to their physician and say look is there going to be an issue with this because there might be a situation with people who've got hypermobility with no problems with healing and they might say look do be ridiculous. You'll be fine. And you clearly were, which is great. So that's um, that's good. Thanks, Kay. Thanks for, thanks for uh, commenting. So Amanda, I know from previous chats, you said you do not use drains in BA surgery. I've heard conflicting info on this. Are they not necessary? What happens to fluid when there's no drains? Good question. Um, goes back, Amanda, to what I was saying earlier about choose your surgeon rather than the technique. People do worry about the technique. And the thing about drains, there's good and bad about them. You know, anyone tries to tell you it's better to not use drains or it's better to use drains is like, you know, there's no right or wrong because some people do use drains. um, And that doesn't mean they're wrong. And some people don't use drains. and That doesn't mean they're wrong. And broadly speaking, the thing about drains, absolutely right. There is fluid there and the drains will take the fluid out. So that's good thing about drains. Bad thing about drains, a couple of things. First of all, they're uncomfortable, patients don't like them. so number one, patients don't like them. so if you can avoid using drains, patients will, in, will, will you know will thank you for that because pa- pa- patients don't like having drains. Number two, when you are having a um, drain, particularly with an implant, you have got a potential portal from the outside world into the implant, a potential sort of um, what's the word you know pathway to the implant. so that's something you've got to think about. In terms of infection, you know, so but normally the drains aren't in for too long. So that's not, a, you know, but that's a thick. You've got to be aware that there's a bit of plastic that goes from the outside world into your implant. So that's something you've got to think about infection. One of the big reasons for using drains is for hematoma. So, yes, there's a bit of fluid. There's always a bit of fluid. And to be honest, even when you take the drain out, there'll probably be a bit of fluid produced around the implant, which will then get resorbed. And one of the big indications or the reasons we used to use drains is for hematoma and they've done studies and they've done studies on breast reduction which is much more cutting than a breast augmentation Uh, and they put drains in one side and not the other side and what they found is basically you can get a hematoma whether or not you use drains because the problem is if you don't use drains and someone gets a hematoma hematoma is blood collecting inside and it all blooms up you have to go out to theater and have it washed out so um if you get a hematoma you'll probably think flipping if they'd used drain i would have been okay but now we've got studies which say, actually, no, if you're going to have something that bleeds enough to cause a hematoma, a drain isn't going to stop it. A drain, you know, it might come out, the blood might come out through the drain, but it's not going to stop the bleeding. You're going to have to go to bacteria anyway and have that uh, bleeding stopped. So the main reason I stopped is because they have been shown not to um, stop hematoma. And uh, so for breast augmentation and for breast reduction, I've actually. Uh, pretty much stop using drains for a big breast reduction I will still use them um so that's why I've stopped but I do still use them for tummy tuck because there's a, more of a dead space in tummy tuck there's more space in tummy tuck and the suction of the drain six sucks, uh, sucks the two walls down but I'm starting to use quilting sutures now and things and well I've been using quilting sutures for a while I'm trying to do other things rather than using a drain because to be honest with you if I could get away without using drains for anything I would because basically patients don't like them but as I say, you'll find surgeons who do use drains for breast augmentation doesn't mean they're wrong. It's not uncommon for, you know, but we used to use them, but we all used to use them. But, you know, I think we're just, the, the trend is away from drains really, but yeah, good and bad about both. Amanda, choose your surgeon. Don't worry too much about, don't make Jane's a deal breaker. I wouldn't, I'd choose a surgeon. Anna. Feeling okay, just get exhausted very quickly. Thankfully, I only want to eat fruit and veg. Nice. Thank you for more of it. Anna. Keep it up. Keep the positivity going. I think you're going to be fine. It's not. I know it's never very nice when this stuff happens, but I think you'll be you'll be absolutely fine. And I think um, you know everything will be okay. So, Kerry, I had a hernia repair at the umbilical. Kerry, oh, you've got the thing above, you've got excess above your belly button. Okay, to be honest with you, Kerry, it's quite quite common, well, not not that common, but it's, you know, not, it's not uncommon. Is that helpful? Anyways, you know, it can happen having a hernia repair at the um umbilicus at the belly button is not uncommon should we put it like that and sometimes you find it in, in, during the surgery incidental finding you didn't know it's there sometimes you know it's there sometimes you didn't even know it's there you find a little hernia just repair it at the time uh, i don't think that's going to be causing your uh, excess above the above the belly button though um it might be swelling and if it's quite soon after surgery then i would wait wait yeah okay hypermobility nice yeah i think i prefer hypermobility actually uh Stuart's in the house hi stewart good to see you here tonight Olivia not sure what that emoji is. me, right. But uh Anna, do you recommend manual lymphatic drainage massage? No, I don't, Anna. Um and just like anything, I don't think it's bad. I think it's good in fact. I think it is good. Um uh, but I don't recommend it and I don't because I don't really feel that it's particularly necessary for for, for my patients. But that doesn't mean I think it's bad. I think so. Is that Is that conflicting myself? Am I conflicting myself there? I just don't feel a need for it. It's like, you know, I don't really want to cure a problem that I haven't got. If that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I don't, Anna, but not because of any particular reason, just because I haven't felt that it's been a big issue. Stuart, I found that after my first surgery, I had four drains. Wow. And they're in for five days. But Stuart, you've had big surgery, haven't you? On all the other surgery, I've only had a couple of drains, blimey. And on my last surgery, they were in for literally two days and hardly any fluid came out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, Stuart, what they say is that actually the longer you have the drain in, the drain itself can cause um, sort of irritation and cause some fluid to come. So sometimes people say, blimey, if I didn't have a drain in, where would all that fluid have gone that's in the drain bottle? But some of the fluid in the drain bottle might be caused by the drain. and certainly, I have had a case uh, many years ago. Now, it was a gynecomastia, a male breast reduction, and I put the drain in. And when you put the drain in, you put a, a, a sharp needle with a, with the drain attached to it up into the armpit, and there was bleeding from the drain puncture. And I thought I'd stopped it, and then the chap developed a, a hematoma that night. So actually. I'm thinking that drain actually caused the hematoma. If I hadn't put the drain in, I wouldn't put that big needle in and cause that bleeding. So that's actually drain causing a hematoma. You know, they say the drain's stop, So I don't use them for gynecomastia anymore. And I don't use them, as I say, don't use them that much. But yeah, it's a good point there, Stuart. And sometimes actually the drain, as I say, can irritate things and cause more um, drainage. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Amanda, lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Um, Right, preordains. We're going to the preordains now, uh, guys. Preordain question. Where are we at to? We're up to this one. My TT scar is really lumpy. I'm seven months post op. Will it stay like this? Or is there anything I can do? Um no and yes. So it won't stay like this. Seven months post op is really early days. Seven months post op is, you know, really early days. I normally say things start to set like three months. So they don't even start until three months. 6, 12, 18 months, maybe even longer for things to properly settle. So lumpy at 7 months, I'm not worried about it. It should be fine. So will it stay like this, number one? No, it will improve. Is there anything I can do? Yes. Uh, Again, stick with your surgeon. Do what your surgeon says in terms of scar management and what have you, because everyone's got their own views on it. But in general terms, what I would do with a lumpy scar, and it often is a bit lumpy uh, after a tummy tuck, then I would get massaging it. Massaging it um, doesn't really matter what you use moisturising cream E45 Nivea Vitamin E Aloe Vera um, people recommend all sorts of things but it's, for me it's more the moisturiser massage moisturiser because it's on your tummy maybe twice a day morning and night um, if it's really bad you can think about things like silicone uh, silicone gel silicone sheets if it's sort of red and lumpy and sort of hypertrophic that's a different sort of scar again you probably want to be talking to your surgeon about that so if it's red and lumpy maybe silicone dressings but um whatever it's like whether it's red or lumpy or not massage and moisturizing is good and moisturizer Stuart in the house i'm four weeks away from my next lot of surgery cost Stuart, never ending there'll be nothing left of you is there anything i can start taking now to help reduce the swelling afterwards no I think staying healthy, positive attitude and what have you, all these things, they're not going to help the swelling, but um, I think, uh, don't think there's anything that you can do now that's going to improve the swelling afterwards. No, uh, just uh, in terms of improving the swelling afterwards, is more just taking it easy. Um, if you, if I don't know what surgery you're having, but, you know, compression, if it's, if appropriate, uh, if it's chest and abdomen, you know, areas where you can get good compression, that can help. Um, or if you don't wear the post-op garments, maybe clothes, tight clothes, cycling shorts, things like that. Um, if it's if it's thighs, obviously, cycling shorts, sorry, my brain was thinking about things which I didn't come out with. But um, yeah, no, not really, Stuart, no, there's nothing you can do four weeks before. I um, assume you don't smoke. Not after all that surgery, you wouldn't smoke, no. But if you do stop, that's not so much with the swelling, that's more for the wound healing. But yeah, just be positive and I think you will be fine, Stuart. You're a pro. So what we got here? I had a consultation for a t- TT tummy tuck, but been told I can't have Mr. No, that's, that's Mr. But it's, it's a muscle repair. As the separation is three inches, is it worth having a consultation with someone else? Yes. Yes, it is. I think in general terms for this sort of stuff, it's all elective surgery, which means it's not emergency surgery. You don't have to go in. Don't... The fact that you're even asking a question means that you probably weren't quite comfortable with what your surgeon was telling you. And so in those circumstances, it's always worth getting another opinion. Just get, just go and see someone else. Uh, and they might say the same thing, in which case you might want to go back to the first one or you know you might go with but i think you know the more consultations you see the better the problem is often people charge for consultations so i understand why there's a limit to how many consultations you can go to but i definitely think if you don't feel comfortable with what you've been told um it's worth seeing another opinion and i i don't see why a muscle repair can't be uh, performed you obviously got a wide uh, Diversification, but that should be more reason to form a, a tummy a, a muscle repair, unless they're worried about intra abdominal contents or something like that. I don't know, um but yeah, I would have said. And second opinions definitely indicated on that one. uh Good luck with that one. Oh look, we've got swelling, swelling all over the place. How can I stop swelling on my tummy tuck scar? A few ladies have a lot of swelling on the tummy tuck scar. This has given a sort of shelf appearance. All are over four months post-op any advice so um so yeah so stuart you can't really do anything to stop swelling four weeks before but in this situation this is someone saying that there's people getting swelling four months after as i say four it's early days you know three months things start to settle it's early days so the first thing you can do is to not worry about it be positive it's going to be fine what else can you do about it you can take it easy so Obviously, you don't want to be like taking it easy too much four months post-op. You don't want to be sort of lying in bed. So I think it's still good to do things. But certainly heavy lifting activities, you don't really want to be going to the gym doing sit-ups and things like that if it's swelling. I normally say to people, you know, see how your body feels. And if your body's swelling and things, then just take it easy. Maybe it's your body saying you're doing too much. So take it easy try to titrate it in. don't you know sometimes we say oh after six weeks you can go back to the gym or something like that that doesn't mean you go back full throttle fr- at the gym after six weeks that means you ease into it and see how you feel and if it's okay then carry on but if it hurts if it swells back off so gently get back into it so you know if it's swelling and the problem is it's a bit of a vicious circle once it swells it takes longer for it to settle then because you've got all this swelling um compression also for a tummy tuck good to wear either the compression garment, if you've got one, or those big figure hugging pants, you know, you get from M&S, those sort of abdominal contouring pants. Those are good. You might say, well, I've had a tummy tuck. I don't want to go and get those abdominal pants, but they are good for the swelling in the immediate post period. And four months is still sort of the immediate post period. Maybe not the immediate post period, but the early, maybe not immediate early. We'll call it the early post period. Um, you know, it can take 12, well, six, 12 months, you know, for things to settle. Swelling, numbness, funny feelings, red scar, um, all sorts of bits, bits and bobs. Itching, it can take a long time for everything to settle. It's a big op, tummy tuck. So don't worry about swelling. Take it easy. Don't go, don't, don't go crazy on the gym, you know, especially if it's swelling. Just give it a chance to settle and then ease into the gym and things like that. And I know it's hard. I know you probably Worked hard to get your body right for the tummy tuck, and then it's a big. Then we start saying, "Oh crikey, I want to get back to the gym and things." But it can be a false economy if you get back to things too quickly, because you can make it swell. Stuart, top commenter today. I'm eight months post TT, and I'm still swelling. Was told if I, if, was told if it could last up to a year. Yeah, absolutely, Stuart. Absolutely, absolutely true. It could last up to a year. The swelling can take a long, long time. And to be honest with you, I say it to everyone pre-op, but I think they, they hear it, but it doesn't register because they think, oh, yeah, that's the like others. I, say, I think things start to settle about three months. It can take six, 12, 18 months for everything to fully settle. I say that to everybody. But I think you don't realize how long that is until you're in it, until you're post-op. You know, People come back at six weeks say, why is it still so swell? I'm like, six weeks. It's early days, really early days um so yeah things do take a long time look at that sissy's in come on let's have your swelling who can beat sissy sissy's 10 months um and she's still swelling Can we got any raise on that stuart has got eight months we've got someone we who started off with four months Stuart's trumped the four to eight sissy's come in with 10 months it can take a long time for these sorts of things to settle it is not um unusual to have swelling as, as Stuart says you know up to a year or, or more, maybe, you know, as long as it's not terrible, as long as it's not like something wrong going on. We're just talking about sort of mild swelling. We're not talking about, you know, but yeah, it's a big op, especially you know, tummy tuck, It's a big op. And so you have to be patient. And and as I say, it can be a false economy to get back into things too soon because then you make it swell and then it takes longer for it to settle. Um, so yeah, just try and um, go go through with it. And it's always good that people are coming in now saying they've got swelling, as well to make you realize you're not alone. It's always nice to realize that actually, you know, it's normal really, to be honest with you. It's the sort of thing you forget when you're five years down the line, but uh, at the time it seems like it's never ending. Um, Last question. Last question team, gonna have to drag this one out. Um, Would a breast cyst stop me from getting a breast uplift? No, 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 absolutely fine. The only thing about, so, yeah, so that's the easy answer, no. But the only thing I would say is that if you have, if you have got a lump, um, it's good to get it checked out first. Now, the fact that it's saying breast cyst means suggest you've had it checked out. So, um, because otherwise, how would you know it's a cyst? Unless it's a cyst in the skin. Anyway, if you've got a breast lump, it's good to get it checked out before having a breast uplift or whatever, any sort of breast surgery simply because, and a lot of people think, oh, you can check it out when you do the surgery. No, when we do the surgery, we don't really go looking for lumps and cysts and go for treating those things. So you need to really get it addressed beforehand. And the reason for that is that if it is perished the thought anything to worry about, they might do a biopsy, they might remove the cyst, they might cause a scar, they might cause a, a dent or a lump or some kind of problem. So it's good to get that done first before having your cosmetic breast surgery because it might alter the type of cosmetic breast surgery you have so what you don't really want is to have a lift and then they go in and biopsy the cyst and make a scar somewhere and make a dent somewhere which we could have fixed if they'd made that scar and dent before you had the lift if that makes sense so we could have fixed that scar and the dent if you'd had the the biopsy first so i would say get it checked out make sure it is a cyst. make sure they've done all the surgery they, uh, all the investigation they want to do oh hold here we go here we go it's been checked out two years ago there you go in that case absolutely fine if it's been checked out and you're sort of past having any sort of treatments on it or anything like that then there's absolutely no problem with having a uh, having a breast lift the only problem is if it hadn't been checked out if you wanted to get it looked at and examined do that before the breast, but it, but it sounds like you've done that already, which is absolutely fine. Crack on, no problem with having a uh, lift if you've got a breast cyst. And look at that to end on it, may even have gone now. There you go, and it's disappeared during since the question was asked. Now, look at that, brilliant curative, curative broadcast. That's what we like treating people across the airwaves. That is excellent. Whoa shaky start but some qu- good commenting coming in strong strong comments so that was uh, very very much appreciated thank you all for uh, your comments your experience and very interesting to hear experience if you had swelling and if you had hypermobility and things that really helpful when people come in and comment about that sort of stuff to have a real person to um, to give their experience on that so thank you for that i will be back next tuesday seven o'clock relying on questions i'm looking at you relying on some questions to come out so get your questions in facebook me or email or twitter or um oh instagram instagram see. on all on all social platforms um khan you're still here thank you thank you thank you khan not thank me thank you um olivia's here and i believe that's a clap or a wave but whatever it is and your picture's a wave as well so uh nice to see you olivia so thank you all i'm gonna check myself out of here and i'm gonna suggest that we meet again tuesday night seven o'clock i'm looking forward to it already see you there have a great evening and i don't need to tell you the final episode of um What's it? There's two, isn't there? There's confession. And what's the other one? Cap- capture? Is it the capture? Cap- final episode of Capture's on tonight. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Let's get it, get it done now. Get it over with, you know. Well, Olivia, I'll listen when I finish work at 10. Listen what? to the? You've been here, Olivia. You've been here throughout, haven't you? Stuart, thank you. Good to have you on board. Um, so yeah better get myself uh, get my hot chocolate on and uh, get secure my seat on the sofa and I'm going to go and watch some telly now so uh, have a good evening and see you next week same time well probably proper time next week have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at uk using the hashtag Ask JJ We'd love to hear from you